Welcome, 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 my loves. It's time for another episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am sitting here right now in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of what feels like the eye of the hurricane, you know, like the middle of the center of the vortex, the quiet place in the midst of just a wild, wild time. <laughs> and I can I can laugh about it now because it is hilarious that I am where I am in this moment and <laughs> I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you all about it. So where to begin? Okay, I think I should begin with this with this big thing. So the home course started, which oh I close my eyes and I get goosebumps head to toe. I close my eyes and I have this, honestly, I was nervous about, of course, I mean, I've been planning and creating this course for over a year and I was nervous about what is it going to feel like to be in a virtual live circle. And I was worried, like, what if it isn't intimate enough or what if people don't open up and, and share from a genuine place? What if people kind of are closed off or behind their computers and not connecting with each other? And, you know, I, I was nervous about that. And of course, you know, humans being humans and this work being this work, uh, we had our opening circle on Sundays a couple of days ago and it was everything I wanted it to be. I mean, truly, it was everything I wanted it to be once the circle was open. Pre-live pre was chaos. Okay, and I'm going to tell you all about that because that's just, that's how Dennis and I roll whenever we enter something super important. But it was everything I wanted it to be, you know, and part of that, and I know that this is the case as well. So whenever I have a big thing, right, and a big thing could be um, a live event, it could be a book tour, it could be a teacher training, it could be a home course, like a big thing, right? And there's always a component to that, that involves Dennis, like, of course, like Dennis and I work together, he has a big role in the company, he produces you know, all the video, he does all the videography and the filming of everything we do. He sets up all the live sessions. And when we're in person, you know, he has this big component of being my husband and Leia's dad and managing logistics and all of this stuff. And there's always doesn't matter what we're doing. Seriously, doesn't matter. And I can look back at like 2010 when we met and now always and I'll say, hey, you know, Sunday's a big day. We have to have all of these things in order. Like, here's the play-by-play. -play, here's the plan, right? And it never goes down the way I want it to go down. Like, it's always, always, we're late. Okay, mainly he's late. <laughs> like, he's a Reuben, Caribbean man. Like, I know who I married. I love him for who he is. And I don't know why still to this day I expect him to be on time. Like, I don't know. It's my fault, okay? <laughs> at this point, it's like, I'm just, it's, it's on me at this point. But he has a schedule, he has to plan, he knows everything about all the time. And of course, like, we're late. And like the last hour leading up to the live starting was just, it was like, now I'm in the eye of the quiet storm of the vortex. But like, right before the live was like, we were floating around crazy hurricane style, just... <laughs> 
<laughs> setting up the live. Everything was late. Suddenly the internet dropped out. We're just like, it's one of those things that just it can't happen, you know, for a, for a moment like this. It cannot happen. And then everything was set up and beautiful. And then we realized something was wrong with some connection of some port. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then one of the lights, just everything was working and then suddenly didn't work. And then the whole entire time, Leia is outside sitting on the ATV honking. <laughs> so it wasn't like, and my plan for the day was the live starts at five. So at three o'clock, I want everything set up and tested and ready. 100%. So I have the last two hours before the live to just be on my yoga mat and drink my tea and ground into my body and prepare, right? And 4.30, we're still doing like setup and craziness and yeah, Leia honking outside the whole time. Like we have a little ATV. It came with the house, super funnily enough. We have a little ATV that to move around. I mean, we don't use it for anything else other than going from our house down to the sauna house. And I, I mean, it's just Dennis loves to, to drive it. And she's just on the ATV and she was wearing, oh my God, this was, I should have taken a video. I didn't because I was really overwhelmed, but she was wearing this big extravagant, like 1700 style <laughs> princess royal dress that I got her at a costume store. I, I don't know. I just walked by it like the other week. And I'm like, she's going to love this. And it's one of those really poofy dresses with wires on the inside that keeps it poofy. And it has this like, this like braiding in the front and flowers on it. And it's just one of those things like she loves to play dress up with long sleeves, like long kind of royal, almost like medieval style sleeves. It's really pretty. But she's wearing that and no hat and no jacket. <laughs> And spring might have sprung, okay, five minutes ago here, but it's not like no jacket weather for a five-year-old. And she's just out there on the ATV honking and like it was just pure chaos. And then finally, like we get everything done and it was quarter two, right, that we get everything done. I go online and I'm like, okay, it's, and I actually realize, you know what, the fact that it's this intense and it always is, it always is, whatever big commitment I have, whatever thing it never is that quiet, peaceful thing. And part of that is I I create it in a sense, you know, if I truly wanted to be on time, I would ask someone else to help me with the setup. But I don't. Like I want it to be done. It's, I know it's going to be hectic. But part of it is getting into the energy and the intensity of the moment. And it's kind of how I, I don't know, it's kind of how I come alive in a sense. You know, I have this version of of my work. I mean, and I think I talked about this. I did a big episode a while ago about creativity. And, you know, like if you've read Big Magic by Liz Gilbert, like I did a podcast around just my own creative process and how it never happens peacefully for me. Never. Whatever it is I'm doing, writing, finishing a book or filming something or this podcast, like just now, literally, I walk through the door didn't have lunch, like shoved a sandwich, <laughs> not a sandwich because I'm not eating grains, but like a <laughs> sad paleo version of a sandwich to my throat. And I sit down and I turn on the recorder and I talk to you. And the moment I'm done with this podcast, I have another thing I got to get to. You know, it's like nothing I do comes with this slow, soft preparation of getting my creative self ready. And I, I think I just need to accept that my creativity happens in bursts and it happens right at the deadline and it happens right when I need it. You know, it isn't this soft, sweet, slow, quiet process that unfolds over time. It's like, this needs to happen now and then I ace it. Like, that's just what it is. 
<laughs> but still, I was really frustrated because <laughs> I'm always frustrated. And uh, Leia honking and all that. So quarter two, I log online and I get to take a deep breath and I get to ground with a team. And I was like, you know what? This is all fine. It's all how it was supposed to be. And then I had to go pee and there's no bathroom in the sauna house. So I had to go do a little wilder wee. Katrina, our friend Katrina, she calls it, or she she gave me that term the other day when you have to pee and you're outdoors or you get to pee in the wild. It's called a wilder wee. She's from the UK. So I went outside and she was like, oh my God, you get to do a wilder wee? And I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. Right before the home course live, I get to do a wilder wee. So I go outside and I pee overlooking the lake, like next to a tree in the wild. And I'm like, oh, everything is so perfect. And to do my little wilder wee, I don't know why, but I muted myself and I turned my camera off on Zoom. I just, it wasn't like I was going to pee in front of them or anything. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Why, why did I do that? And then anyway, I do my wilder wee. I come back inside and the camera won't turn back on. And it's now five minutes to five. Like it's five minutes to the light. And I can't get the camera to turn back on. It doesn't go back. It doesn't go back. I'm calling Dennis. He doesn't pick up because he thinks everything is just chill and fine. And he's probably making dinner with Leia. And I'm like having one of these like, no. (laughs) Finally, the man answers. And I'm like, you run down here. Like run. (laughs) it's one minute to five and I don't have camera like come on so he came down he fixed it and then I was four minutes late I was four minutes late and I'm never late like I can't stand being late I was four minutes late for a first live and it was just all of a sudden everybody's there and you know it it was kind of it was kind of like peak intensity of everything accumulating coming down to this moment and then all of a sudden here we all are right? And because I was so intensely present and acutely like, you know, on edge, like just like landed in there, you know, versus having two hours to meditate and then, you know, breathing into the sp- like arriving in the space. I was really vulnerable, right? I Because that's what happens to me when I, when I feel that intensity, I get really vulnerable. So I cried right in the beginning. And of course, what happens when we cry is we drop into our truest, most authentic realist self and I got to lead the first live and meet everybody and follow everything I wanted to share and kind of go through the flow of just doing a bit of storytelling that I wasn't planning on that just kind of came through really organically and and in the end hearing everybody's voices or not everybody but a a few people sharing in the end and and then so much synchronicity and so much love and so much excitement and then I got to cry again and It was just at the end of it, it was everything I wanted, right? Totally everything I wanted. And now the course has begun. And the thing about this vortex that I'm in, and I I was sharing that in our live as well, is that March 20th, you know, spring equinox, I've had this date in the back of my head for over a year. Every day at some point, I've thought about March 20th, 2022, because it's the first day of the home course, right? And I had this idea in the back in my head that actually all of 2022 for me is going to be so peaceful. (laughs) All of 2022. Never mind that December 16th, 2021, we moved to Sweden and landed in like an empty house where we didn't have anything, you know, but I had this idea that all of 2022 leading up to the course was going to be just peaceful and calm. And of course it hasn't been 
you know, of course, it's been a really intense couple of months since arriving here. It's been beautiful, but it's been really busy, right? Of course, it's been really busy getting the house ready, getting our lives in order, getting Leia situated, getting Dennis situated, lots of work. And then, of course, completing and finishing everything for the course, which has been this kind of Mount Everest that we've been doing the entire Yoga Girl team. It's been intense. Then I had this idea that, okay, it's not going to be like all of 2022 is going to be just chill and peaceful. But March, March, I'm going to be just off. And I had this, I, this, if I had this version of this idea of myself as basically I'm going to be this kind of homestead wife and I'm going to wear an apron every day and I'm going to be baking sourdough bread, never mind that I don't eat grains, but I'm just going to be baking a lot and I'm going to be preserving food and I'm buying one of those like pressure canners so that I can pressure can my own foods and I'm just going to be gardening and preparing the garden and taking care of the land and like I saw myself as like I'm not going to be even online you know in March I'm just going to be here (laughs) one with the earth right oh my god I mean I'm laughing so hard just sharing this now because it's so funny it's so funny that I first of all like I created this course not because I am that person right? But because I'm on that journey, which is two entirely different things. Not because I am that person having arrived to like, everything is peaceful for the rest of my life. And I'm one with nature for the rest of my life. No, because I am a flawed human being with a complicated past and a complicated inner narrative, just looking to find her way home, right? And I have these practices and these rituals and this journey that I'm on really intensely that I feel really is working for me. And the home course is me creating community around that and sharing that along with the yoga and the meditation and the guidance that I normally give, right? But it's not this idea that I'm done and I'm the super teacher guru and I'm going to teach everybody else how to live. It's no, you know, I'm on this journey too. And the reason I'm even on this journey is because I have this inner being. It's kind of part of my core personality that I do everything really intensely and I work kind of all the time and I have a really hard time, you know, stopping everything. And it's almost like, and I was sharing this on the live too, it's like I have to stay intensely present with myself all the time and with the decisions that I make on a daily basis all the time. Because if I don't, if I let go too much, you know, and I kind of lose awareness, all of a sudden my life just veers back into the same space it was before. Meaning all of a sudden I get really overwhelmed. All of a sudden I have taken on too much. All of a sudden I have all of these deadlines and these high pressure things. And all of a sudden there's stress in my life again, right? So I'm still in that space where my default isn't peace and living a life that's one with nature. My default is this big conditioning that I grew up with and this personality that I created to protect myself from hurt and fear and pain. And and it's really ingrained in this in this idea that I am the most worthy when I produce the most. I am most worthy of love when I work the hardest. Working hard is who I am. Things are kind of hard for me and I have to work hard all the time. And life moves really fast and it's hard to keep up and, and I have to keep going, going, going. Like that's, the, that's my inner kind of default, right? Or at least I've had 30 something years of living that way, right? And then now I've had since my burnout in 2019, it's like I've had three years, four years, barely 
of carving out and creating a new life. Like it's pretty, pretty much three years or so that I'm shifting, 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 shifting. But it takes more than three years of casually, gradually shifting to undo or to completely shift 30 years and a whole entire childhood, right? So I was sharing this in the live that for me, it's just I need to stay so present with myself and stay so anchored in these practices that I'm sharing now for the course. Because if I miss it, and if I don't, and I have a really kind of unconscious cycle or week, or I kind of lose that sense of grounding, then all of a sudden, I start saying yes to things, I start seeking out things, I start adding things to the calendar, I start accumulating. And all of a sudden, I look at my life and it's like, wait, 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 where, where is this? Where is the homesteader? <laughs> Where's that fucking sourdough loaf? Why am I staring down the barrel of 2000 emails in my inbox? Why do I have nonstop meetings every single day? Why do I have this mountain of work I have to finish? Why do I have all of these commitments that I now can't say no to that I commit, you know, like that's, that happens. And I know a lot of you guys resonate with that because you write me about it all the time that this practice of slowing down and, you know, the pandemic did a lot for us in that sense, or for many of us, at least giving us space and recognizing what we really want, figuring out our priorities, like it did so much for, for us in that sense, I think. But it's really hard to completely shift that inner course. It is. And it is a practice. And I'm still practicing, right? And sometimes I fail. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> like all of March. <laughs> sometimes I fail. Like March was not that peaceful, quiet time. March was what March had to be. Right. And March also, I mean, the war in Ukraine, which was this added or is this added major emotional stress. And also, I'm going to share this big thing that I'm that I'm embarking on now that you're going to laugh at me for. And I'm already laughing at myself for, but we'll all laugh together. But when I had my biggest moments of feeling overwhelmed in March, which I had a lot of them, I was sitting down with a friend and I'm like, OK, I have four buckets that I have to figure out. Okay, I have four buckets of things, of projects that feel, they feel really important. They are all really big. I mean, they are kind of equally big, even though they don't sound equally big, but they, and they all come with its, with its own sets of like massive amounts of things I have to get done and figure out. And they all come with a time limit. And she was like, okay, hit me, like, let's write it out, plan it out, you know, so that you have like a grip of what needs to be done. And then we ask for help. And she was really help, helping me. I'm okay, first bucket, the home course, you know, and then I wrote down the home course and then what has to get done. And part of that was like, we didn't have a space to do the lives. It was supposed to be in the sauna house, but it wasn't ready. It was just a mess. That was a whole project. I still have had content I needed to create. So I had to, we had to perfect things on the site and get everything together. And there was a lot of pieces still moving for the home course. That was one thing. The other thing was Leia's birthday, which maybe to everyone doesn't sound like this big life project but for me it really just the fact that you know I didn't have my eye on the ball with her birthday that's what it felt like and then all of a sudden I realized man it's March and her birthday is March 13th we didn't have anything planned and you know I would forsake and forego everything else in my life to make sure that she has 
the kind of birthday she deserves and that she has a good day, right? So with that, it was like, hey, I needed to rent the space and make the invites and send the invites out and then buy all the things we needed and, you know, like order cakes and like all the stuff that comes that comes along with planning. And I had and I planned two. I, we had one kids party just for her friends and then we had one for the family because we didn't want to. Yeah, we didn't want to mix it all. It would be too overwhelming. So we kind of had two parties. But that was like a thing. And then I wrote all the things down and what needs to be ordered and what needs to be booked and what needs to be sent out and like all that stuff. And then the third bucket that was making me feel overwhelmed was, and I just titled it that, The Apocalypse. <laughs> and I can, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. Okay. This was, mind you, like first week of the war. And I still have this feeling in my body, in my life, this sense of wanting to prepare more for uncertainty, basically. Not that I think that, you know, someone's going to drop a bomb right on top of this little place in the woods where we live. No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not there, you know. But this feeling of uncertainty and this feeling of fear that puts into motion inside of me this need to prepare. Just this feeling of like, I want to make sure we have a generator here. Okay. You might think that that's crazy. I really do. I want to have a generator for if ever we lose electricity and power, I want to know that there's a backup. And that's not a stupid thing to have anyway, right? We had one in Aruba. Like, why not have one here? That would bring me some peace of mind, right? That pressure canner I've always wanted so I can can my own food, my own foods. Like, I want to, I want to get that. We didn't have a first aid kit. Like, just like small things, you know, most of my friends here um, have or are, you know, preparing in different different ways. Um, and I have some friends who are going really all in and, you know, full prepper style. And I have some friends who, who haven't at all, but they're just wanting to know where like the closest, like which is like this bunker space. They're everywhere in Stockholm, where, where it is, right? And for me, I just had this overwhelming feeling of unsafety and wanting to prepare a little bit more. And now I feel more grounded around that. I mean, the war, it's been going on now for, what, 26 days? And I have more of my presence in how to help over there versus how to keep myself safe. And I just think it's one of those things that, that comes with time. Anyway, I all, whenever I talk about that, my fear of the apocalypse, I always feel like I have to excuse myself or I have to minimize it a little bit because I sound crazy. But I, I also don't want to do that anymore because I honestly think wanting to live a more self-sustaining life where we are more caring for ourselves not because the world might end at any moment but because the world is a really unstable place like to me it's just making sense and that doesn't mean that I'm gonna like dig out my own nuclear bunker and sit there with a rifle right it means like I want to grow enough foods that I don't have to rely on going to the supermarket all the time like that kind of level of is what I want so anyway that was one bucket that I was feeling really overwhelmed about and <laughs> we were like, we were drinking gin and tonics late at night. I think Dennis was still in Aruba and uh, kind of semi-drunkenly ordered some things. And it was really fun over the next couple of days. Like, ooh, like a first, like a hardcore first aid kit arrived. I got a Swiss army knife, which I think is something everybody should have. I ordered a freezer. <laughs> I'm so happy about this freezer. I ordered a freezer which is also like long-term when we start harvesting all of our foods and fruits and veggies. And when it's berry season and mushroom season, like I just wanted a freezer for the garage where we can have bulk items. But anyway, that was one of the buckets of overwhelm. So I had the home course, Leah's birthday, the apocalypse. 
And then the fourth area of overwhelm, which is kind of why I'm in the, in the vortex now, <laughs> is, <laughs> and I've been keeping this from you for a little while, and I don't, and I can't even share too many details about it, so you're going to be super frustrated with me right now. But literally, I am, um, by contract, I can't state any details. But I am going to Los Angeles this week. Actually, when you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening on Friday, I'm already in LA. <laughs> Why am I going to LA? What, 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 what even? So long story long. <laughs> it started like this, okay? And it's really fun to me that this is happening and unfolding week one of the home course, which is called Dream. It's all about envisioning our lives and dreaming up what we want for the future and really cultivating and creating what we want to manifest, right? And for me, in the middle of dream week, I get to have this, this big dream, not fully manifested, but it's like I'm kicking off a new part of my life in the direction of a dream I didn't really even know I had. <laughs> so when I came to Sweden, yeah, right when we came here, right when we landed, I had a moment where I sat down and I really thought about like, what do I want to do with my life here? And it is this big opportunity for me to to pivot a bit, you know, around my career, around my life, around everything. I mean, it is just such a big life shift. And I know already I don't want to open up another yoga studio. It's not something I want to do here. Uh, it's so much work. Um, what did you bring for me? Come. Oh, my goodness. Did you pick me lavender? Thank you, darling. It's for my tea ceremony. Thank you so much. Oh, it smells amazing. Thank you. Leia just walked in with some lavender she gave me for my tea ceremony. And now I'm crying. <laughs> now I'm crying. Okay. I hope you heard that. I don't know if you heard that, but that was that was so beautiful. Oh, oh my God. And it's wrapped in tape. <laughs> she's picked individual little twigs of lavender and then she's taped them all together. I love her so much. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I sat down in Sweden to decide what do I want to do with my life? If I want to start something new or shift or create something different, like now is the time to really think about that. And then I thought about, you know, being in Sweden, Sweden is a way smaller country than the rest of the world or like the whole world I normally talk to. I mean, it's bigger than Aruba, obviously, but normally I speak very much with the American, not just American, but the North American kind of United States audience and Canada and a bit in Europe, but I don't have this huge kind of a big part of my following in Sweden. And I was thinking if I'm going to live here and be here, I would love to create something and do something that's really for Sweden, like for the Swedes and integrate more into, into community here and into society here. And I was thinking like maybe I should start a version of the podcast and do it in Swedish. Like that would be really fun. I'm still playing around with that idea. How fun would that be? And and have it be really like a Swedish podcast, maybe with some Swedish guests. And I think I think that would be a lot of fun. And then I started thinking, you know, I actually really would enjoy TV. And it was just a thought that entered my head. Not that I would do some crazy TV show or anything like that. But I, I, I was just brainstorming, right? 
what would the podcast be like if I had a version of the podcast, but it was TV, right? So it was kind of like, like I could see myself as a cozy, comfy, like really warm, loving kind of talk show host, but having everything be really genuine and really like a from the heart conversation, but it's not just on a pod. It's like on TV. I don't know. I just, this thing hit, it did this thing just came into my head for whatever reason. I don't know why. And I told Dennis and I thought, you know, maybe this is something I should just think about. To me, it seems like something that would be really fun. And I don't know, it's just hit my head. And it's just just like an idea that I have. And I didn't talk to anybody about it, aside from Dennis. I didn't send any emails out. I didn't send, you know, network. I didn't do anything. And then that same week, I get an email from this producer writing, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it would be so much fun to do TV you know, you and Dennis and Leia, like in Sweden, have you ever thought about this? I have a, I have an idea for a show. And then she pitched this idea for the show. And I was like, this is so funny that you're saying this, because I was just talking about this with Dennis and thinking about this, that maybe as we move to Sweden, we should do something that's like TV related, like it would be fun to create content, but not have me be in charge of doing that. So it just felt like a big sign in a way. So we went down that road and we're still on that road and I'll give you an update when I'm there, right? But we're still on that road. Uh, But that's not the big thing, right? So then all of a sudden we go down this path of like potentially doing something for TV in Sweden and Dennis loves the idea. He thinks it's him in front of the camera. It's it's hilarious. It's it's the man, like he's always behind the camera, but he's, he's born to be on camera. Like his sense of humor and sarcasm is just... Yeah, he would be the star of whatever thing we would do. Like, that's just what it is. But so as this happened and we start kind of, I start putting my energy there to contemplate, like, what would we like to do and how would we like to do it? And what would be a really authentic, heartfelt way to share something, right? I don't want to just do TV for the sake of being on TV. Like, I have no interest in that. I would love to to share something truly authentic, something that could be helpful and, and fun and joyful, right? And then as I'm contemplating this, all of a sudden I get <laughs> I get an email from a person casting a show. That is pretty much all I can say at <laughs> this moment. And this was a couple of weeks back and it's been a, a, oh, maybe a month and a half back. And it's been a really, really intense process of, of kind of moving down these or up these steps, I guess. But basically, I'm now at the very end, like last final piece, last final step, (laughs) last moment of this huge casting for a really big TV show in the States. (laughs) And it's basically, I can't say anything about it, but it's basically, if you would close your eyes and you would think of a role for me, (laughs) except it's on TV in the States, this is it. Like, it's like, I told my friend about like, she's like, well, what is this thing? Like, what, why are you going to LA? And I explain what it is. And she's like, oh my God, wait, did they create this with you in mind? Did they like, did someone know you or they listen to your podcast? And then, and then they created this show. And I was like, no, not, I mean, not at all. It's just insane. It's so, it's so perfect. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Like, there's lots of people in this, in the running to, 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 to do this. There's lots of people in this, like being cast for this and kind of in the process. Like it's, I'm just in the final selection process now, I guess. But there is a chance that maybe I will get it and then maybe I'll be creating this very crazy, fun, huge thing 
that just sort of came my way the moment I mentioned the word TV to my husband, right? So it also feels very synchronistic and crazy. And it's happening this week, which is the week of the dreams, right? For the course, it's all very like perfect, right? However, <laughs> I don't want to say but, I mean, it means I'm going to LA tomorrow. <laughs> I'm recording this on a on a Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. I go to LA and I, I spend Thursday and Saturday in LA. No, I spend Thursday and Friday in LA and I go back on Saturday. So it's one of these insane cross the whole fucking world, wild, mad, mad woman trips that I have vowed. I have vowed. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast. I have vowed to never make a trip like this again. <laughs> I used to do these trips all the time, like in the middle of something huge that I was doing, all of a sudden I would go to LA and teach a class or I would go over there and do a festival. Or I would go over there and do something and take a meeting or whatever. I am certain that I have made a sweeping declaration on this podcast. Like you've heard me say, I'm never going to do that kind of stuff again, because that was literally what led me to my burnout is I had all of those things all the time. And it was always fun opportunities that I always felt like I just need to be grateful that this opportunity is here. Like I have to say yes to this because it would be ungrateful to not do it. Or there's going to be a time in my future where I, no one cares about me in any way at all. And I don't get these invitations anymore. And it would be dumb to not say yes. You know, I would just say yes, 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 of course, of course, fun, fun, fun. And then the time would come and I would hate my life, right? And then the time would come and I would be so overwhelmed. Or I would have to say goodbye to Leia and she was just a baby and I would be sitting at the airport bathrooms because they don't even have that, you know, it's so rare in the States to find a like a breastfeeding pod or like a safe, nice place to breastfeed or pump. So I'd be like standing. I, I did this, not even in a bathroom stall, but I had one of those like pumps that you needed to plug in. And I found a janitor closet that was connected to like the sink area of a public bathroom on in some airport. I don't even remember where. And I was just like plugging that thing in, standing there in front of the mirror next to people washing their fucking hands, pumping, <laughs> like crying. I mean, obviously crying the whole entire time, just like hating it. <laughs> and it's so, oh, it's so funny. And even, you know. And I don't want to be this arrogant person like, oh, poor me, because I know this is such a privilege, right? It's such a privilege. It's such a, it's like such a high class, ridiculous problem to have, right? But it also has been a problem, right? And then I just, I, I burnt out doing all of these things. And then now this opportunity came in the middle of what I thought would be my homesteading quiet gardening, sit in meditation all day, month, right? And I had to really sit with. And I mean, I had to really be with this and contemplate this and meditate on this and go, okay, well, is this what I really want? And I've had moments where I felt, hell yes, this is, this is the biggest opportunity ever, maybe of my whole life. Like this is, sounds so perfect and so much fun. And it's so synch synchronistic how it happened like that. There's been just the whole flow of it has been very synchronistic and that that gives me a lot of comfort. It feels like the universe is on my side. But then again, at the same time, I am now sitting here feeling really overwhelmed again and stressed and, um, you know, having to, 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 to get things in order and pack and get a COVID test. And, and for this thing, I need four very serious outfits that I definitely do not have, you know, <laughs> 
which is again like a really silly problem to have but it was just thing after thing after a couple of really intense weeks worrying about a lot of stuff and then today I just had this <laughs> I don't know I was like throwing myself downtown because I have no shoes for anything okay I have wooden shoes that I walk around with here and then I have like winter boots and then I have running shoes to run with on ice <laughs> that's what I got <laughs> <laughs> and it's really a thing like I can't show up I can't show up for this big casting thing like barefoot I just cannot I have to figure this out but I had no time to do anything and I just threw myself downtown which is a bit of a drive and there's nothing and it, I, I again I'm like walking through these shoe stores like what is a shoe seriously what even is a shoe is this a shoe I everything has really thick all, all the soles of everything is just very, they're all very thick right now. Why is that? I really don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Why is everything so elevated? Like, I just wanted to find like a cool heel. Like I would love like, like a boot, but not a winter boot, just like a chunky heel of some sort. There's nothing. There was nothing. There's these really weird sneakers. They all look super weird. Like they're from space. And then there are these flat, like weird things that look like socks. I don't know. They're shoes, but they look like socks. Like what the fuck is that? And then there's a bunch of like stiletto strappy sandals because it's spring and they think summer is coming. I can't wear that shit. I I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. (laughs) I was sweating, running from store to store, trying to find something that felt like a shoe and nothing was a shoe. So I got no shoes. Like I was full on sweating, stressing myself out over a pair of stupid shoes, you know. And then finally, I'm like, wait, this is like, I'm not going to find anything. I went into Zara. How do you pronounce it in English? Zara, Zara, which I I mean, I'm not a shopper. I don't like ever go to stores and shop stuff. You know, if I ever shop or I need something, I do that online. And it's mostly because I need a new pair of black yoga pants (laughs) because that's all I wear. And then I went into Zara and I'm like, okay, they have shoes. It's annoying in that store because they don't have shoes in one place. They just litter the shoes all across the floor of the store. It's super annoying. So you have to go through the whole store to look at every shoe. And I'm like, people go here and shop. Like a lot of friends of mine shop at this place. It means it, it has to be okay, right? They have a lot of stores. The kids go there, right? <laughs> And I found a pair of shoes. <laughs> and, and I think what I bought is like is like a narrow toe version of like a cowboy boot, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, I don't well, I don't know. Was that a shoe? It probably isn't a shoe. Okay. <laughs> it's probably not a shoe. But anyway, I leave tomorrow and and I'm back. Sunday morning so it's like I'm there for two days it's like a it's like it's it's like one of those crazy things and Dennis is so jealous right I'm so overwhelmed I'm like I can't believe I'm doing this this is insane I regret it I changed my mind and he's like oh my god you get to sit on a plane and just like do nothing and I'm like yeah that's my nightmare like I hate going on planes he loves flying on airplanes you get to go to LA and wear like grown-up clothes like you get to feel pretty and go do like adult stuff and go to a city where we have a bunch of really good friends that you haven't seen for years because of the pandemic and you get to hang out with them and go to dinner and like this is like I'm, he's and then he said Rachel you get to go to Target <laughs> and I'm like 
like, I have no interest in going to Target. I just want to stay home and grow my vegetables. Why? Why? Why have I carved out this idea of a life where I'm just home growing vegetables? Why am I on my way to, to Hollywood tomorrow? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And this thing right now, it's either going to be one of those things that in a couple of weeks or months, I talk about this moment and I laugh at myself and I go, oh my God, you guys remember when I took that super, super stupid trip all the way to LA because I thought that's the kind of thing I wanted to do, but actually that was so dumb, right? It's either going to be that or it's going to be me getting to tell you what I'm doing and it's like the biggest, most exciting thing that I'm so happy about and grateful for. And I, I don't know. It's literally, it's, it's, there's no gray area. It's either the best thing or the stupidest thing ever. But um, so yeah, that's, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> I need to, I need to sit down at my tea table right now because I didn't get a chance to do that today yet. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. It's just beckoning me. I'm holding these twigs of taped together lavender, which I am for sure putting in a little book or maybe in my toiletries bag, bringing to LA. I need to take a walk with the dogs, go hug a tree. I need to ground. I have like, I, I yeah, I need to ground and kind of connect my soul and mind and heart back into my body. <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to go pack and then I'm going to get on the plane. So um, wish me luck. Okay, the day you're listening to this is the big day when I'm busy all day. So wish me luck. Think of me and you can laugh at me or with me from afar if you want. And um, we'll see where we'll see where this week takes us. I'm if, if there's one thing I feel, I mean, I feel really grateful for two things right now. Um, I feel grateful for this. I know it's a very unique a thing I have going on, which is this ability to create things. And just like I said, how I started this podcast is like, I don't create from peace. I never have. And this thing, like I'm creating something new now, potentially, and it's definitely not fucking peaceful, right? It's super intense and overwhelming, but that's the only way I know how, right? And it also means, I think, because it's that intense and overwhelming and like in the moment and now, 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 I think that's how I... I have this ability to like think the word TV and then all of a sudden like TV comes my way, you know, in a way, which is kind of similar to how I've created anything ever, you know, all the big endeavors I ever set out to do, I did without them making any sense and I, without a business plan and without funding and without a budget and just, it's kind of like, like I told Dennis, like, hey, let's open a yoga studio. And he was like, okay, how are we going to do that? And I go, I don't know. Let's just do it. <laughs> And the let's just do it, of course, became super stressful and really intense and really overwhelming. But we created the most beautiful thing, right? And we made it happen. And I have a feeling this this is kind of similar to that. So I'm grateful for this ability to create. I did have a lot of time, especially last year and back like my the year of my burnout where I felt like I'm never going to create ever again, right? So I'm grateful for that. I'm not taking that for granted. I feel like I have to like knock on wood or something because I don't want to take that for granted because I love that ability. And then I'm really grateful to have these tools to bring me back. So when I'm in the eye of the storm, you know, and I know I'm going to end this podcast and step back into the stormy part of the storm. 
I'm grateful I have nature right outside my doorstep. And I have my tea sitting here just waiting for me. And I have my breath and I have my body. I'm grateful. I am. I hope you are grateful too. And if you are in the storm or in the eye of the storm or entering a storm or exiting a storm or whatever kind of chaos you have or have had going on in your life, that you embrace it too, you know, knowing this is totally cyclical and there's going to be a moment later where you feel everything is stagnant and standing still and nothing's fun and you're just stuck, right? And the storm is the opposite of that. And we're all trying to find our way to that peaceful middle where we're creating from a place of passion and feeling driven and like we're on the right path, but we're not overwhelmed and stressed out, right? And I think, at least for me, the thing that helps me navigate that and bring me back to a place of center is hugging the tree, right? It's sitting with a tea, it's being with my body, it's coming back to the things that ground me after I spun off into space. So instead of pretending like I didn't spin off, I mean, I totally have, this week has been crazy, I allow it, I embrace it, I acknowledge it, and then I do the thing I need to do to bring myself back to earth. And then I get to dwell there, you know. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you a balanced week and weekend ahead. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. Of course, thank you to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.